Temperatures in the 70s. Winter will be here, and maintaining your vehicle can really, in inclement weather, be the difference between whether you get into an accident or not, whether it's uh, having your defrost working properly, and that's more than just warm air blowing out. There's other aspects to it that you may not even be aware of, or having your tires properly balanced. All of that can, again, be the difference between you keeping control of your vehicle, driving it as safely as possible versus not and finding yourself in some sort of accident. So routine maintenance, your cars are designed in a certain way. And and uh, as you sort of let time go by and, and you don't keep up with that, then you lose some of uh, the, the, you know, the design, if you will, and the way that it was designed in order to prevent accidents from occurring, just better handling overall and so forth. Point being is make sure you keep on top of it. A1 custom car care for all of those routine maintenance and and non-routine maintenance needs. I mentioned at ksgf.com, we have, you can go and get registered. We have a showing, it's private showing for KSGF only. Uh, We have a theater there, and that is going to be a one o'clock showing on Saturday, November 4th. And I decided to pick the movie The Burbs. It's one of my very favorite movies. And it is one that people who I've never come across anyone who doesn't like it. I think that there may be a lot of people who haven't seen it, have never heard of it. And as I, every time I talk about it, people, it, it's just such a quotable movie. There's so many different lines in the movie that are are just fantastic. And I'll people will text in on the American Transmissions talk and text line different lines. And I thought, oh, you know, we that's how we ought to give them away uh, is is you know people who who text in different uh, quotes and lines from the movie but at the same time i want some people who have never seen it before to be able to join and and watch it so whether you are a huge fan of the burbs or you have never even heard of or seen the burbs or somewhere in between you can get signed up in alamo draft house it's a great place it's at one o'clock so um i would recommend that you know you know you don't eat lunch until you order off their menu just because they have great food there, in my opinion. Although I think the only thing I've ever eaten there is pizza. I don't know that I've, I've had ever... like one of their burgers before. I've, I've, you know, the girl child and my wife, they always get different things. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes I'll eat from them. But I, I don't know that I've had anything other than their pizzas. And there. the husband, he always gets the uh, the chips and the queso and it's really, really good. They used to have pre-COVID, an Asian salad that was my wife's favorite Asian salad anywhere that you could get. And then when COVID occurred, they pared down the menu and they just never brought it back. So she's been, yeah, she's always been disappointed and she's constantly hoping that they'll eventually bring that back. Uh, But so far they haven't, or at least last time we were there, but they do have great food and they've got drinks as well, mixed drinks, um, a, 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 a really good selection of beers. And so that's going to be Saturday, November 4th at 1 o'clock for your chance to win tickets. We'll have the whole theater to ourselves. That will be, again, at ksgf.com. And I think we're going to take registrations through next week. 
Uh, author of the week, sponsored by ABC Books, coming up an hour from now. Christy Fulnecki has some court case or something, you know, in the real world going on today. So she is uh, not with us. Uh, but of course, there is a tremendous amount of information to cover, including some of the latest poll numbers. We'll share that specifically Ohio and Michigan. Uh, there was also, I think, a, was there a Pennsylvania? I, yeah, I think there's a Pennsylvania one as well. Uh, so all of these are looking good for. Trump, and they are all polls that are going to continue to be referred to as outliers. And in fairness, potentially with that much of a lead that we're seeing in some of these new polls state by state, uh, it is still early. The, the, the leads of that extent are still new enough that arguably state by state, you could say, well, it's an outlier, but at some point, you're going to, if it stays this way, all right, you can continue to call it an outlier all you want, but at some point, it's no longer an outlier. And we're kind of getting into that territory here. But that hasn't stopped people like you. Ready for this? We have a story. Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan, getting a bunch of people together, trying desperately to figure out how it is to stop Trump from becoming president again. It's a good thing that they have their priorities straight, right? Latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A final public input meeting will give Springfield residents the opportunity to see options for the redevelopment plan of Lake Springfield. The improvements are expected to be complete by next summer, and they're part of Springfield's 20-year master plan called Forward SGF. The current option for redevelopment include expanding recreational space, repurposing the old power station building, and making improvements to the water quality. The final public meeting will take place tonight from 6 to 8 at the Springfield Art Museum on Brookside Drive. And there are temporary benefit increases for Missouri WIC participants. WIC is the Department of Health's Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children. The increase is for the cash value benefit for fruit and vegetable purchases and lasts through September of next year. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny, breezy day. High today of 78 with a 40% chance of showers and storms tonight down to 61. Slight chance of showers and storms tomorrow, mostly cloudy, otherwise sunshine, potentially by afternoon with a high of 72. All right, three states, big states, important states, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan. Trump doing very, very well. Right before we get to these incredible poll numbers in <laughs> Trump in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, we're not talking primary, we're talking general election. The Biden year first Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, tomorrow we have a special event just for our first responders, and I want to give a huge thank you to the Pyramid Roofing Company for helping make this possible. Josh and his team, they love to support our community whenever they can, so that's why this first responders Heroes Breakfast was an absolute perfect fit for them. So if you are a firefighter, EMT, if you are in law enforcement, or you work in the healthcare field, this breakfast tomorrow is for you. 6 to 9 a.m. Friday at Scrambler 
Traveler's Diner. If you are a first responder, you can get the breakfast special for free. And of course, if you are out there and you are needing a roof repair or if you are needing a commercial roofing or a whole new roof, the Pyramid Roofing Company is the company for you. Um, Also, it is a good time to go ahead and check those gutters, especially as those leaves start to fall and we move into that colder weather. Right now is a good time to do that and also schedule a free roof inspection to give you kind of that peace of mind as we do move into fall a little further. So, of course, you can find all of that contact information for the Pyramid Roofing Company. Plus, you can find more information on that First Responders uh, Heroes Breakfast. All of that information is going to be housed at ksgf.com. The contact info for the Pyramid Roofing Company will be under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Had a text from Michael on the American Transmissions Talk a text line saying, Welcome back, Sarah. Hope you enjoyed your vacation. Oh, well, thank you. you. went on to say, Tennessee's been an option for uh, vacation for us for some time now. You'll have to let me know if it's worth it. And indeed, was it a great vacation? I had a blast. Okay. Yes, I will message him. Okay, there we go. Fantastic. All right. Donald Trump, the only person that can't beat Joe Biden, according to the polls, is beating Joe Biden. And the the, um, polling data here is pre-Iran-backed invasion of Israel, which, of course, is another one of these instances in which the Biden administration is is trying to maneuver itself around taking any responsibility whatsoever, the $6 billion. So if, if that isn't something they managed to successfully maneuver, it could be even more damaging to Biden in the future. Let's start with Pennsylvania, shall we? Trump holds nine-point lead over Biden in Pennsylvania, according to a new poll. The new Emerson College poll finds Trump leading Biden 45% to 36% among Pennsylvania voters. 11% say they plan to vote for someone besides the two front runners. Another 8% are undecided, leading room for candidates to lose or gain support. Only half of those supporting Trump said they could not think of uh, something Trump may do over the next few months that would cause them not to support the former president, while 22% can think of something he could do. <laughs> These pollsters, it, 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 like, it's almost as if they are they ask questions just to give themselves peace of mind. You know, okay, okay, all right. So a majority of you say that you're going to vote for Trump, or a plurality at least. Nine-point lead over Biden. But but is there anything he could do that would make you not support him? You know, I mean, it's just they, they look for any ray of hope whatsoever. They, they've got to find something, you know. I'm surprised they don't start asking, now what could he do? <laughs> what would that look like exactly? So that is the latest Emerson poll in Pennsylvania, Ohio. A poll shows former President Donald Trump leading President Joe Biden in the important state of Ohio by 12 points. Surveying 438 registered voters between October 2nd through 4th, the Emerson College polling survey found Trump holds the commanding lead over Biden 45 to 33 percent with roughly 12% of those polled in Ohio saying they would support someone else. It's pretty interesting because that breakdown 
is really similar to Pennsylvania. You've got a nine point lead of Trump in Pennsylvania with, um, let me look at those uh, numbers again real quick, like 45% to 36, 11 saying they plan to vote for someone else. In uh, uh, Ohio, you have um, a 12 percentage point lead with 11%. They're saying that they plan on voting for someone else. So these, these, there's a consistency here, which is interesting. And it also, see, the state by state's important. As, as you know, that's, that's what's really ultimately important here. That is getting closer to reflecting how it is that our elections work, and that is state by state. And you have a number of states that are very important states that Biden won, in which Trump is up double digits or close to it, according to the polling. And while you reference outlier, by definition, an outlier is inconsistent with other polls. But when you look at, for example, Pennsylvania and Ohio, and in both of these polls, you have 11% saying they're going to vote for someone else. You have a 9 to 12 point spread with Trump leading. That's pretty consistent between the two. Michigan. Former President Donald Trump leads Joe Biden in Michigan by seven percentage points. This poll from Marketing Research Group conducted between October 2nd through the 8th shows that 42% of likely voters in Michigan would back Trump or lean towards backing Trump versus Biden at 35%. Again, that's consistent with the other polls. Now, here, though, is the real scary news for Democrats. This is Michigan. So they throw in Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan. And it shows that they would uh, that the, the outcome is is much different. It shows that he trails, that would be Trump, Governor Gretchen Whitmer in a hypothetical 2024 matchup. The reason that this is frightening or it should be frightening to Democrats is because they can't dismiss this Michigan poll as, well, they just, you know, disproportionately got a bunch of Trump supporters. Because if that were the case, then the same poll would show that he's beating Governor Whitmer also. But the fact that it is split, that in a hypothetical Whitmer, again, this is Michigan, and she is their their governor, but the fact that you have these voters that say, well, if Whitmer, we would vote for her over Trump, but with Biden, he's got a nine or seven point lead over Biden amongst people who would vote for Gretchen Whitmer over him. That is, that is very, very, very bad news for Joe Biden. If the numbers were the same, they throw Whitmer in, and it also shows that Trump beats Whitmer by seven percentage points, then it could be dismissed as an anomaly in which they just happen to get a hold of a whole bunch of Trump supporters. Those things do happen. You get these weird anomalies, but they can't dismiss it at that because of the Whitmer poll numbers. 
So the numbers in the race between Trump and Whitner, Trump trails her uh, respondents 40% back or lean Trump, while 46% would vote or lean towards supporting Whitmer. So in other words, there is a significant number of voters in Michigan that would vote Democrat. Enough would vote for Whitmer over Trump that will vote for Trump instead of Biden. That is a very, of all of these state polls that are coming out, that is the one that is going to signal to Democrats that they have a real, real, real problem with Joe Biden here. It is becoming with less frequency. In fact, I don't know that I've heard it for some time now. The rhetoric from especially the establishment that, well, Trump's the one that that can't beat Biden. Look at it, what was remember all of the positioning, the talk of how the the reason that Democrats were going after Trump was because they knew that that would make Trump supporters more adamant about him getting the nomination and that would get him the nomination because they wanted him to be the nominee because he's the one person they knew Biden could beat. Uh oh. Now, I don't know. I, I never bought into that fully, though I don't dismiss it. Um, I, I Sometimes I think what occurs is it, it's it's the gravy situation where they just want to get Trump because they hate him. And, you know, and when they recognize that it's actually helping him in the primary, they then think, oh, well, Biden can beat him. So, hey. You know, this, that's just gravy. If, if he, you know, the, their ultimate goal is just to punish him and they would love to throw him in prison. I don't think the ultimate goal was to get him the nomination, but it, it, there was a period of time that I think that they believe that, hey, that's bonus points because Biden can beat him. But now I think that they are looking at this and they are seeing this very differently. Now, the downside for Trump as an American, well, and for America itself, is that is going to make them more focused on actually putting him in prison. Because the number one goal is to make sure that they keep in control, whether it's through Biden or someone else. But they do see Trump as right now that number one obstacle. And if the polls would, if the scenario were one in which the indictments hurt him politically enough to where he did not win the White House. Then they serve their purpose. In a scenario much like that, would how would it all end? How would it wrap up? And I suspect much differently than a scenario that we will see going into this, you know, this time next year, if it is Biden or whomever it is. And if Trump is leading in the polls at that time, they are going to hell or high water. They are going to do whatever it takes to make sure that he doesn't get to the presidency. So for his own personal safety and freedom, it actually works against that for him to be doing so well in the polls. Despite the absurd notion by people like Chris Christie that the only reason Trump is running is to stay out of prison, given the fact that that's the only reason they're trying to put him in prison is because he's running for the presidency. Coming up, Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan, getting people together in an effort to try and once again derail Donald Trump.
You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Before we get to the latest story, the effort of Republican Senator Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan gathering people together to try and sabotage Trump's chances of being president. A couple of your messages on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Uh, if the poll question, talking about numerous polls, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, all showing Trump beating Biden, um, anywhere from 7 to 11 or 12 percentage points. If the poll question is Trump v. Biden, why is there a, you know, a someone else response? Well, because of the... Well, this would be the reason that I infer from it. If Trump has a Republican nomination and Biden has a Republican nomination, there will still be other candidates on the ballot. You're going to have Green Party. You're going to have Libertarian Party. You're going to have, you know, of course, it may vary from state to state. Uh, RFK Jr., of course, he's he's announced that he's going to run uh, outside of the Democrat Party as an independent. So while they are, that question is asked, in anticipation of Trump and Biden being the Republican and Democrat candidate, there will be other options on the ballots for those individuals. And so that gauges, get, gets a more realistic scenario as opposed to uh, uh, asking people well, if you had to vote for just one of these two individuals, because that's not the option that they're actually going to have. There will be a number of other names on the ballot. So that that's why they throw that in there. Uh, didn't Trump have huge leaves in key states on election night? And then they stopped counting the votes until they could find more Biden votes. What's changed? I guess we have to find something to talk about on the radio. Well, the last statement there is, yeah, we do find things to talk. Otherwise, it would be dead air. So that is an accurate um, assessment of the situation. But th- this is the, I guess you'd call it the, a lot of people have this, the surrender approach. Uh, what's the point? And so just surrender and let Democrats, you know, don't even try and and give up and and just, uh, you know, uh, let them win the elections. And uh, a lot of people argue that's why Georgia lost, because you had a number of people that were saying just that. What's the point? Uh, we saw them cheat in what, Georgia with uh, the senatorial elections down there after the presidential elections arguing that, well, the fix is in, so what's the point anyhow, and that it was that that caused a lot of, uh, of uh, Trump supporters in particular to stay home. And so it that approach gives Democrats an additional edge, which is something they love. Um, but, you know, everyone's got their own perspective, and I certainly understand, as we hear the evening of the election, uh, as those different states in particular you look at georgia and and wisconsin some of those others that are like oh guess what everyone's tired we're going to stop counting and uh, remember remarking specifically that well unless something weird happens trump he's on the same patterns he was last time he's going to win and then we all wake up and uh, they're like by the way we just kept counting votes so yeah you know there there is a, a reality to that so it's just a question of do you surrender or you know do you just keep fighting Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Anthony Carricker, Alex Carricker, the Carrickers. And I want a great homeloan.com for all of those home loan needs. They're nerds when it comes to this stuff. They are. That's what you want on your side. I think they'd fully admit it. 
They're really into it all. They're following. They'll talk about, oh, you know, we follow this person, that person. I've never even heard of those people, but they're big in their world. These are the people that they are in tune with so that the things that you and I hear on the television when it comes to interest rate changes and changes in the housing market, they've known it for two weeks. That's why any questions that you have, don't sit around, don't wait around, don't make decisions based off what you're seeing on television because they already know what it is that they're going to be talking about on TV two weeks from now. I want a great home loan.com because you do. Now, the first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny breezy with a high of 78 today. 40% chance of showers and storms tonight down to 61 with a slight chance of showers and storms tomorrow. Uh, eventually, sunshine expected by afternoon and a high of 72. Breitbart noting in the middle of the horrors unfolded throughout the world, horrors supported by Democrats, funded by Barack Obama and Joe Biden. How about some good news? Does it get any better than Romney limping out of the public office? Did I, I don't know if you all heard that. But Romney's not he's not gonna seek re-election. That's very good news. I mean, this that was an announcement he made a few weeks ago. There wasn't a tremendous amount of of attention paid to it, though it is you know, it's good for the country. That hasn't stopped him from trying to create a coalition to sabotage Trump's plans of becoming president because, because of course, the results were so horrific. Alarmed by the dominance of Trump less than 100 days before the Iowa caucus, Mitt Romney urged an influential group of his one-time campaign donors to help narrow the GOP field to one viable challenger who can face off against the former president for the nomination. I think this is an interesting approach because this is a, an approach that essentially is rigging the process. Now, there's nothing illegal about it. Is it unethical? Arguably, I, I, I would say that it is if, in fact... The position of the Republican Party is that the voters decide. And is that, is that not why every state has a caucus and or a primary? So that we make that decision, not fat cat Mitt Romney with fat cat donors that sit around figuring out a way that they can leverage their power to force other candidates to drop out, denying voters the option to choose those candidates also that they can hopefully create enough of of uh, you know an ant or a coalition of of people that don't want Trump as voters uh, to be president that they support whomever the other person is whomever it is they don't even care think about that that's what they're trying to do you look at see every one of these candidates that are in the race in any meaningful fashion, and that is the the Romney and Paul Ryan was part of this little meeting with these rich, influential, elite establishment individuals. And the idea here is to take these candidates that, oh, this one has 6%, this one has 7%, this one, and, and, and they are voting against Trump. So if there's only one person to vote, you know, uh, if you're voting against Trump, then, you know, that increases the odds that Trump could lose. But what does that mean? 
That means that every person they're trying to figure out how to drop out that has, let's say, 7% of support in Missouri, whomever it is, if they are successful, they will deny all of those Missourians the ability to vote for the person that they want to have the nominee. Uh, can, can it get any more? I, I, I argue that that's corrupt. It's not, again, anything that is illegal. And I understand that's how the game is played. But the, these, are the, the, these are the people who take the position essentially that, well, that they, they portray themselves as supporting your right to make these. It's all about you. It's about democracy. These are the people that talk about how democracy is in danger if Trump becomes president. Yet you're the one, they're the ones who don't want you to be able to choose whom it is that you want the nomination. They want to decide which individuals from that you get to choose from. They don't want you making that decision. And listen, I have no problem with a system in which the political party can, the political party can, as far as I'm concerned, and, and this is absolutely constitutional without any question, if they just say, hey, here's our candidate. We got in a room and we decided that this is going to be our person. But do that. Don't pretend as if it is the choice of Republican voters. Don't pretend as if you care what Republican voters think. Don't pretend as if you support a process, a Democratic process, in which the Republican voters are the ones who ultimately choose who the nominee are, but then because you don't like the choices that they're making, you start eliminating or you do what you can, figure out a way to eliminate all of these other candidates that, that, uh, that a great deal of Americans do want to support. The policy gathering in which Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan were there with this plot of theirs is known as the E2 Summit, so named for experts and enthusiasts. See, they're the experts. I don't know about you. The term expert not only no longer holds any credibility with me, it actually works against you. Depending on, on, on who's assigning the label. When you have these elite politicians, when you have government institutions or entities, bureaucrats that tell you, oh, this is an expert, guess what? Guess who I'm dismissing? So the E2 Summit, Experts and Enthusiasts, was launched by Romney a decade ago and has been helmed by Paul Ryan since 2019. Romney said he told Ryan that he had no clear answer when Ryan asked him what the conservative movement would look like after Trump. Ryan touched on his own concern that the party's now driven by populism untethered to principle, you know, as opposed to what we were given by Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney. Here's my question, and this is serious. All right, take Trump out of the equation. You say that Trump is untethered to uh, you know when it comes to conservative principles all right fine what are the principles that the establishment republican party is tethered to Uh, really what are they what have they demonstrated that if you support the the mitt romneys and the paul ryans and you are a believer in the republican principles what of those have they delivered you Smaller government, 
lower taxes. Trump did that. I mean, what a secure border? What 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 is it? Where are those principles that they accuse Trump of not being tethered to? Now, I'm not here to claim that everything Trump has done is absolutely conservative, but I will say so many of the issues that people like Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney claim that they are principled proponents of are things that Trump actually got done. The things that they don't do, he actually has done or attempted to do, securing the border being one of them, cutting taxes. Things that might seem little to some people, but moving the Israeli embassy to Jerusalem, something that Bush said he would do and didn't do, Clinton said he would do and didn't do, Obama said he would do and didn't do, Trump said he would do it, everyone said he won't actually do it, and he did it. Uh, Do we want to talk about abortion? How much money do you think people like Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney have made off claiming that they would do, you put them in power and they would make sure that we become a pro-life nation? How much money do you think they made? Who's the one guy that has done more in an actual meaningful way to advance the pro-life movement than anyone in this country as you know, an elected official, I don't think anyone could argue it's anyone other than Donald Trump. So when I hear the Mitt Romneys and the Paul Ryans talk about Trump not being tethered to Republican principles of, I'm guessing, pro-life and smaller government and lower taxes, I'm thinking, if not him, then who? And while he doesn't have aces across the board, particularly when it comes to spending, they certainly weren't the answer to that. I mean, it's not as if Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan were cutting spending. See, this is why these people, they are, it's unethical. I think it's immoral. I don't even think they know who they are. They have, much like many of the Democrats, they market themselves so long as some, they put these these character traits on flyers. They have the cliched ad campaigns. They go to the fundraisers. They say the exact same thing over and over again. I don't know that they even recognize that what they say. They're so animatronic. They're so like it's just repeat, repeat, repeat. They don't even maybe have any self reflection that well, wait a minute, we don't actually believe in the stuff we say. The one bit of emotional satisfaction, I suppose, when I see people like Mitt Romney and, and Paul Ryan embark on these endeavors to try and uh, interfere in Republican voters choosing whom the nominee is going to be is knowing that they're going to fail miserably. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. First Responders Breakfast tomorrow at Scrambles. This is for First Responders, sponsored by Pyramid Roofing. If you are a first responder, you get free breakfast as we broadcast live tomorrow at Scrambler 6, 8, and 9, 8. I wanted to play this once again. This is the third time, third time in this administration 
that we have told Americans who are stuck in a very, very serious life and death situation in a foreign country because of hostilities. Uh, good luck. Just book yourself a flight. John Kirby yesterday was asked point blank why the U.S., while other countries are evacuating their citizens, why it is once again the U.S. is not doing so. Here is that exchange. I want to start with the efforts to get Americans out of Israel right now. I think Senator Josh Hawley sort of summed it up what, what many people are asking. Here's a, a social media post he, he put out. He said, quote, for the second time in two years, Americans are stranded in a war zone. What's the plan to get them out? How can you answer that question? Well, a couple of things here. First of all, uh, commercial flights are still going in and out of Ben Gurion Airport, so that's always an option for those who may want to leave. There are still some viable ground routes, uh, and we're exploring many other options as well uh, uh, to see if there's uh, other things that we could do to help Americans who want to leave. Um, there are many Americans who uh, live and work in Israel. Uh, for many of them, it's home, and uh, and they don't want to leave. Uh, so we are we are mindful though that, that there could be some uh, who using the commercial options or the ground route options are either yep. not feasible or affordable and so we are actively exploring other options i hear you uh, actively exploring and that there's commercial and, and ground options john but fiji hungary and south korea have already used airlines to evacuate people out canada and germany have announced evacuation flights in the coming days so how is it that we are seemingly behind several countries on this front I think I would take issue with you that we're behind anybody here. Uh, we have been exploring options and continue to do that. And I would just say stay tuned. I think we'll have more to say very soon about uh, what some of those options are going to look like. Just stay tuned. Well, I would disagree with, uh, well, uh, okay, you're wrong. I... But just stay tuned. The, the casual nature in which once again they are discussing Americans who are trapped in a horrific situation. Now, the that was from uh, News Nation. And that was the White House correspondent Blake Berman. He referenced Senator Josh Hawley, uh, who referenced that this is a second time in two years. But in reality, there's actually been a third time now at the... Afghanistan, clearly, and the casual nature in which uh, trapped Americans were also dealt with in as well. You know, one, they act acted as if it was their fault. Well, we, you know, everyone that wants to get out, we told them. Well, we sent out tweets suggesting that anyone who was still there, it was because they wanted to be there. But what didn't get recognized or you know, it just didn't get a tremendous amount of coverage for a number of different reasons back in April was a similar situation in Sudan. And I grabbed a CNN story from April of this year. Americans stuck in Sudan to make life and death decisions express anger at U.S. government. As the crisis in Sudan continues to unfold, there's mounting anger among Americans who feel abandoned by the U.S. government and left to navigate the complicated and dangerous situation on their own. Muna Dowd, whose parents were traveling to get out of Sudan via Port Sudan to Saudi Arabia, said, I'm incredibly shocked and disgusted by the American lackluster response to the health and safety of their citizens. Why, why is this shocking to anyone? 
Do we not see how this administration dealt with Americans in Afghanistan? This is the one thing that I, it, it doesn't shock me, but I sit and I, I'm amazed at people who are amazed. How many times do we have to watch this administration operate a certain way before we recognize this is how they operate? Much like what we're watching in Israel. Back in April, CNN reported on Sudan, despite a number of nations evacuating their citizens, the U.S. government has continued to say that the conditions aren't conducive to a civilian accusation. Well, at least not for America. Apparently, other countries cared enough about their citizens. And many of the Americans, to get out of Sudan, they hitched rides with other countries. And here we are again. Yeah, it's somewhat ironic in a positive way that those who have been able to escape have been able to do so because of the Trump-crafted Abraham Accords. The flights that are still traveling in and out, many of those flights are existing as part of the Abraham Accord deals. There was a, a guy who he posted on social media, Yitz Freeman, and this was his posting after he escaped Israel. I would like to thank President Trump. After days of fear and anxiety in Israel, I'm finally on my way home to the U.S. Almost every airline canceled all flights, including our flight home. We were not sure what to do. Luckily, one of the few airlines still running flies into uh, or f uh, flights is Emirates. My wife and I just flew from Tel Aviv, passing three or four armed military checkpoints to get to the airport in our safe in Dubai, waiting for our connecting flight to the U.S. If not for Trump's Abraham Accords, this would be unthinkable. There would be no flights from Israel to the UAE. To be able to fly to a friendly Arab country when even American flights won't dare at a time of war is miraculous. Thanks to Trump's efforts, thousands of American citizens have a way home from a very dangerous situation, even as it seems the Middle East is imploding. This historic peace agreement is making things a little better. Yes. Let's just hope that people like Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan succeed in making sure somebody as awful as Donald Trump is never elected president again. And then I saw her face. First responders breakfast tomorrow. If you are a first responder as we broadcast live from Scramblers, come by 9A to 6A. Get yourself 6A to 9A, that is. Get yourself free breakfast. Huge thank you, Pyramid Roofing. And, uh, of course, scramblers for making that possible. Uh, don't forget, also, tomorrow, 10 a.m., local for less. Getaway Golf, normally a $38 value for $19. You can get a certificate for two to play around at Getaway Golf. We have Author of the Week plus more in the upcoming hour. I'm Nick Reed.